Welcome to the Leroy Slava Show. My name is Leroy Slava, where we have conversations with entrepreneurs that inspire and experts to admire. So ladies and gentlemen, we've got a very special guest here, but I think we're just going to wait for a few more people to join. Mr. Turai Jack. What's up, my brother? Boom, boom. How's it going? How's it going? Legger, legger, legger. Legger, yourself? I, I want to say that I like I like the name, the Leroy Slava Show. It, it's got a it's got a z in it, you know, like uh, it's got greatness it, eh? in it, man. Someone said they said they said in the beginning, why call it the Leroy Slava Show? I said, what else should I call it? I'm doing it, so <laughs> you call it the TJ Show. You call it whatever you want. <laughs> Your show. Um. Yeah, so, nah, yeah, it's good to be here, brother. Um, thanks for having me. And um, um, you know, I've been I've been down and out um for a few couple of days, but I'm back mm. now. My feet. Um, you know, yesterday I was looking like a little baboon with um with my beard and all. I saw um, that show. I to say, guys, please shave, man. If you're on these things, presentable. You and Dave. I wanted to say, guys, come on, man. Shave. Yeah, no, but today I'm feeling much better in spirit, physically, and um, I'm glad that you know um, I'm today. Yeah, you know, um, mm. a lot, a lot of people who have contracted COVID, you know, statistically we can see what's happening. Uh, and yeah. I contracted this last week, well, the other week. Um, and I've been at home recovering. The wife has been an awesome blessing. I always say to young people, don't get married. Um, <laughs> But in this moment here, do get married. Don't give people bad advice, DJ, please. Don't, don't give people bad advice. How can you say don't get married? What do you want them to do? So, guys, today, TJ normally gives terrible advice, but today we're going to, we're going <laughs> to, hopefully you'll give us some good tips. So, young people, don't take that one. Don't get married. Get married. Okay? It says, the Bible think- says, one, one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. So, you do more yeah. when you're together than when you by yourself. I'm getting an email from you here. It says M5 Property Varsity earn a thousand one hundred that just came through. Oh yeah? No. <laughs> you know I've got a fund now. I've got a um, 12, section 12J fund, right? We're going to talk about that. Tell her, You're going to tell us about your section 12J fund. So guys, we got a few. Uh, I think let's say let's just say hello to Leonice, um, Demojo, Victor. We got a few more people joining. Well done. So guys, good stuff. Now, guys, we're gonna talk about. We got a special guest here too, guys. He was abandoned as a baby by both his parents. Um, then he became a banker. Then he went five million rand into debt. If that was and and you thought your life was hard, eh? You thought you had a you had a tough life, and if that was not bad enough, then he went. He bought multiple properties around South Africa with over is it two hundred families and three hundred tenants. So if his life wasn't difficult enough, he went into some more stress. <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought he would have had enough by that point, right? Not not TJ. 
went yeah, no. buildings in he's still buying and this was this was old right 2019 investor of the year for the big leagues um and you put it all in this book that's it that's it and you see yeah. it am i putting it in front of the camera correct um from bad debt to property mogul in two years he says i bought many of my properties starting with less than a hundred dollars he says if i can do it anyone can so that's what we got him on here. Just he needs to tell us, can anyone do it? Can anyone do what he's done in two years? Um, very inspiring man, one of the bravest, smartest guys I know. Um, and he's he's got COVID and he's still joining us. You can see this man is committed. Eh? Or he yeah, just likes talking. You don't get it online. Don't get, I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> hey, but I don't you know me. This is you know us from 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 box, but we don't get any of this, eh? This is a. This is more for the north. They get it in the north, yeah. not here. <laughs> These are for the softies up there, up there in the north, eh? <laughs> On the east, we too tough for this COVID here. Nothing touches yeah, us we'll, this side. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it again. We'll talk about it. It's still around. TJ, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, who do we have here? Let's see. Now, if you got any questions, if you got any comments, um. Put it in the comment section. We're going to be here for about TJ Talks, 30, 40 minutes between there, our, depending on how long we go, but not more than that. Um, and so he's going to share his journey. He's going to share his story. We had him on. I had the biblical principles of finance, which we had him on. But there we were talking. We were talking about how he grew up, um, his childhood, his Christian walk with God. Today we want to talk about yeah. business. And we're gonna talk about yeah. properties. Is that okay, TJ? Now that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. We we can shoot into it. Um, I think for me, there's there's lots of value. Um, this is you know one of my hunger of of just showing people that um, what we do is it's not there's no super super magic around it. There's no there's no multi to it. Um, mm. um, and there's no, there's no praying and fasting alone. Um, there is no any secret sources um, that anyone cannot replicate. Mm. Um, I'm always saying that the, the only place where it's not allowed to do um, is in school. Copying in school is not allowed. Yeah. Right? But the moment you get out of school, copying is cool. It's the coolest sure. thing that you can ever do in your life. Um, you can literally go and sit with Leroy and copy what he does, and you take it into a different place and you make it a success. Exactly. You, you can copy it exactly to the point. You can say, which, which estate agent did you use? Which attorney did you use? Which oh, builder yeah. did you use? Which funding company yeah. did you Who did you speak to there? Uh, yeah. what was the, what was the mistakes you made? You can you can literally copy it exactly. You have your own challenges, but 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 that's 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 what you can do in property. Oh yeah, awesome. So so that and I think for me that's what life is all about. I'm a big fan of Nando's. How many Nando's do we know that are uniform? Mm, mm. Right. Some of us oh. we are KFC. How many KFCs do we know? That are uniform. Yeah. How many Mr. Price? How many? I mean, I can go on, right? And 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 the thing is that mm. 
those people, what they've just done is they've created a recipe and they're mastering that recipe. And out of it, they replicate it into different places. I'm already doing it right now. That's why I've got a business in Cape Town. That's why I've got a business in Jobek. That's why I've got a business now in Porch. Boom, I've moved into Porch, brother. Ah, Porch. And we thought no one would ever go to Porch. TJ went there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's got that North thing, ne? Porch. I think uh, yeah, once or twice, say, eh? but the, but the university is there, so I guess I guess you you can I heard yesterday you're doing about over hundred beds there. But I think before we get into into the 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 four cities, the 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 properties, I don't know how many you have now. Um, let's get into the start, my brother, because I think most people most people most you know what I find with most people most people don't know where to start or they don't start. Because we do these seminars, right? We, we talk to, let's say we talk to 20 people, okay? Yeah. We talk to 20 people, let's say on average two of them, 10% get started. They say, okay, let me learn. 10% get started. Out of those yeah. two, one or none of them will really follow through on, 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 on that. So tell us how you got started. And you, and you started with... The hundred rand, eh? Or your book says a hundred dollars. Uh, that's a that's about a thousand. That's about a thousand rand. You know, a thousand rand. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just going to be straight blank to the point here, bro. Um, the reality, our reality is that whatever you are hungry for, you can get it. That's the bottom line of it. So whatever you are hungry for, you can get it, and for me, by the time I met you in the in the Rosebank Hotel, I think it, I can't remember the name, the first time around when I came in on my own and you were doing the seminar, I was already fired up already at that time. I was I was looking for for something. I knew that being employed was not everything that I wanted to do. So I knew there was other stuff that I can do. I'd yeah. gone into business, I'd done car rentals, I'd, I'd made a success out of it. Um, I'd gone into chickens, and at that time I was failing in my chickens. So, so I knew that there could be other things there that you can do, but yeah. I just didn't know what, and I yeah. just didn't know how. So I suppose for me, the secret really is the fact that I was hungry, and I knew that I was hungry. Yeah. And all I needed to, to, to have at that particular time is one or two people who can give me direction, who nudge me into the right direction. And that's what happened. Um, and so when I came in there, if you are hungry, you can smell Nando's from a mile away. Yeah. Because you are hungry. But if you are full, someone is going to be like, hmm, there's someone frying. Even if it's onions, bruh, you'll be like, no. There's no one who's right. Because you're not hungry. Yeah. So if, if you are hungry, and I think for me, that's the starting point. Find your desire. Find your mm. passion. For me, I found my passion. And, and I think a lot of people mistake me for property, actually. I'm not a property guy. I'm not. Mm. You know, so for some of you, it's coming as a surprise. But I'm, but I'm, I'm what, actually what not guy? a property guy. I'm a money guy. Mm. Mm. 
Mm. That's my desire. That's my passion. Yeah. Right. Property is the vehicle to money. That's issue too. Yes. Right. And 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 it took me a bit of time to figure that out, but I figured it out. Yeah. So so for me, uh, uh, Leroy, the thing is not about property. Um, but but here's the thing, right? I understand what property can give me. So I am coming from a family where I have no backup assets. I have no father. They, they, my, my wife's family, my wife is colored. So there's, there's nothing of backup. <laughs> right. So, um, I mean, for some people that don't know what, you know, why I say that my wife is colored, so there's no backup. Look at the history around, around our communities of, of, of being colored. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we're starting from where we are. And I understand the fact that where we're starting off from is actually minors because we have no backup. So I need to mm-hmm. find a backup. And what is my backup? I understand Maybe, that property just, gives you backup. Just to stop you there with, 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 with fathers and, and, and stuff. Last year, actually, my father so passed away, I think about what, 10, no, like 15 years ago or something. And last, hey, last year was a tough year. It wasn't an mm. easy year. And I was actually hoping to say, yes, so you know what, can I not have just a rich father um, just to come yeah. in or just someone to go to and just say, hey, man, listen, I need a couple of hundred here. Um, can you not just, you, you, you get it back when, when, when in, in, in the next few months or whatever, whatever. So it was <laughs> interesting. You say you, yeah. Yeah. So no, no, but carry on. I was just thinking last year I was, I was, I was wishing I had a father to <laughs> yeah. go back but, on but, it. That would be nice. Eh? And, and it's not about money alone. Uh, I think people, especially people that do have fathers underestimate the value of what father a father can bring onto the table because it's about the conversations it's about the nurturing of nudging you into the right direction because they have done it and for me i see it i have found um fathers in my church communities so i've identified mr so-and-so he does abc so i lean i lean to him for that and Mr. So-and-so, I see is like that. So I lean on, on to him. So I've had to find my, my own fathers within my own circles. Even some of my relatives, I've had to find fathers like that. But the thing is that um, for me, money, money, I think a lot of Christians actually think money is not good. Money is good because money gives you options. And when you have options, you can do a whole lot of things. Like, it, it's like, you know, when you've got money, if you want to build a church of 4,000 seater, you can do that. <clears throat> or you want to go on holiday, you can do that. You want to take your school to a different school, you can do that. But if you don't have money, that's where the challenge is because you don't have options. You have to do with what is there. Yeah. So, so for me, I chase money. But I chase money understanding that at the back of it, I need to have a foundation and the foundation that I'm talking about is that property gives you a solid foundation. It's an asset class that can't move. Mm. So when I was doing cars, when I was doing chickens, I realized that the things that gives me money, they are mobile. Mm. So they can grow legs and then they can disappear. Mm. 
And so for that reason, I'm not secured. And with cars, my asset is depreciating, but with the, with the properties, my assets are appreciating. So which means that I'm not just working in terms of buying, I am buying, but the asset itself is also working for me. So which means that there's two of us working now, mm. right? So it's the father that I didn't have that's now working for me as well. It's the inheritance that I'm creating for myself, right? Now, having said that, I almost want to come back to the point of, so I start to talk about, I started with a thousand rand. Yeah, that's what I did, but I was hungry. Hunger came first. And then the okay. second thing is that, you know, in the Bible, um, the three wise men, they're called the three wise men. But knowing the Bible, does it actually stipulate why they were called the three wise men? You're taking me to a sculpture now I haven't read in a long time. No, I can't. Those are the three men that came and gave Jesus the, the frankincense, the myrrh, and the gold. They came from the East, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, if, if you know Christian, uh, there's a guy called Jesus Christ. He's an amazing guy. He's my father. Uh, Little is dead as well. Um, and the thing there is that when he was born, he was already ordained to be a great teacher. And these three guys knew that. So yeah. when they knew that, like, like this is the kicker, bro. When you are wise, you are always looking for new information. Mm. 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 Because new information, you know it, Leroy. New information makes you earn more money. Mm, mm. New information gives you the edge. New information gives you a leapfrog. Yeah. And I that's like... why they were called that they were the three wise men, because mm. they were always out looking for the new teacher, consuming, consuming. But here's the bad thing about it. A lot of people, Leroy, they come into, I mean, I'm sure you have seen some people, I came to your sessions twice, right? For some people, they would come four or five times and you meet them at someone else's and they're they are there as well, but they're becoming information junkies. Mm. I identified that earlier on in my journey and I said to myself, I don't want to be an information junkie. I want to be able to go out there and learn something, but I want to apply it. Because even in my, in my job that I had, I was a doer. I was a young, I was a young executive, but I was a doer. So we, I was working for Barclays. So Barclays is UK and Africa, South Africa. And they would give us all the thinking and we need to do. So I started figuring out, so, okay, I went through into these sessions. What do I need to do? When I started seeing you talking about all of your great stuff that you had done, some things that you had done, I was like, how can I do that? And, and those are pertinent questions because at many a times we sit there and we're like, wow, that guy is amazing. Wow, that guy is amazing. So you're cheerleading. Your words are very important. So you're cheerleading, right? But <coughs> change those words now into, wow, how can I do it? You're, you're provoking your own mind. Mm. You're, you're, the, the mind... There's a book that I want you to go and read. It's an amazing book. I only saw, I only read it recently. It's called The Brain Idiot. The Brain? Um, the Brain Idiot. Mm. Um, and basically, this this guy here, um, 
I, I enjoy stuff about the mind. The mind, the mind is an amazing place. And basically, what he's saying is that for whatever the mind is exposed to, because we are born as creatures that are supposed to survive, mm. right? Our brains already they do two things. The first thing that they do is to go into flight mode. How can I? How can I? How can I do this? Mm. And the other one is how can I preserve myself? Mm. So how can I take myself out of danger? So when you are talking now, oh, Nero is doing great, and then you are cheering on, you are preserving yourself. But when you're asking the questions, how does he do it? How can I do it? Mm. You're taking your mind into a place where it has never been before. Yeah. So for that reason, the parts in your brains, they start working. What you ask today, you don't get the answer today. You mm. get the answer, you know, a couple of months, <laughs> days later, and you start seeing, it's that whole thinking of, literally when you, when you, Candice comes through to, to the house with a, with a pink car, and you're like, you're driving a pink car. What starts happening from there on? You start you seeing start, it everywhere. You start seeing it everywhere. Because mm. your mind has gone to a place where it has never been, and now it starts seeing it. Mm. So I suppose basically what I'm saying is, when I say I really started with a thousand rand, the work had started in my head. The work had started a long time ago, and I was ready at the time. And when I started off now on my 1,000 rand, basically what happened, Leroy, I took the learnings, right? Me and you, we share the same coach. Um, I took the learnings and I started going to look for properties. Um, my first good deal was deal number 63. So in between, I was looking, I was looking, I was looking, I was looking, and my coach was like saying, yeah. So TJ, you, you, you looked at 63 properties before you hit one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know why that's cool i always tell people when they get started i say hey guys are you because people look at two and they put their heart on one and it doesn't come through and i'm like guys if you want to get into this you have to have a thick skin you would have to be rejected so many times um you can be rejected 100 200 300, but it doesn't take many to get you on the right path you can miss out 200 but hit but hit five and that's that might be all you need so so here's the thing right when i started off i was looking in an area called windsor um mm. and because it was fairly close to me and i thought i let let me go and do it so my wife paid for us to go into the class so my wife she had the money at that time actually it was the bond money actually that she had at that time and and she paid for it but here's the thing month number one i i, I like structures how are we doing things mm. and so i started putting some structures together for me and her and somewhere along the line my wife became disgruntled i think we we're month number three number four and my wife even stopped coming through to the to the to the coaching session at that time what I was going through into your mind at that time, I didn't know, but I forged ahead. So sometimes um, the demon could be yourself, and sometimes it could be even someone whom you're sleeping with. Right. Because <laughs> luckily, you, luckily you isolated. Luckily you isolated now for, for that. 
<laughs> the demon could be you or someone you sleep with. Um, <laughs> that can get you into trouble. Now, guys, I said, remember I said in the beginning, TJ has some good advice that he's going to give you, but there's a few things that you put it on the shelf there as well. Yeah, for sure. So, so here's the thing, right? Yes, we went into school together, but we didn't grasp the same yeah. knowledge and the same drive at the same time. Mm. I mean, if I tell you what I told you today, and if you know Genevieve as your coach, you'll be like, ah, no, never. Mm -hmm. Right? But what happened? I continued, right? So maybe let's say from deal number 20, this is just hypothetically speaking now, deal number 30 to round about maybe about 55, I was a lonely soldier. I'm coming home, I'm like, I found this deal. And she's like, okay, cool. Let me know what happens, right? Why she was dealing with her own emotions yeah. at that time, right? So <coughs> those emotions could easily also take me down. Yeah. Now, and this is where I always say, you know, especially if you're married, it's very important to journey together. And journeying together doesn't mean that you're going to get it together at the same time. Mm. It doesn't mean that. It means that you have the ability, someone, one of you, in this case, it's the male part. But in some cases, I've seen the female part catching it on than the male part, right? So whoever who catches it on, let them lead at that time. Mm. There's deal that, deals that have gone bad, literally. I've come home and I'm like, flip, I don't want to lead this thing. And my wife in the background has told me, dude, remember A, B, C, D, and she's fired me on. Yeah, yeah, no, that's and now true. she's leading in a different space. So what you said in the beginning, don't get married. Now you, now you basically saying they no, can. No, because no. no, it's tough. I, I can, I can also say sometimes these things we we don't always tell you. I don't know. We don't always tell you all the 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 stresses and the pressures and the. the but but sometimes it's not sometimes it's, it's it's challenging and sometimes you need that encouragement to say hey man listen you can do this you're doing well just continue things are going to work out even if it's just a even if it's just a little bit of of encouragement from from your partner now and then it says hey man things are going to work out on while you sort this out you you find a way um mm, that's it that's it so so it comes from from a point of um you know when i say don't get married I really mean it in a, in a, in a very soft manner. Um, don't get it too young. Don't get married too young. Yeah. Right? Find yourself first, who you are, who you want to become. And I don't want to put a number onto it and say, ah, when you're 30 or when you're 40, because some people never mature, actually. You know. Mm. Um, so fi find who you are. When you find who you are and you deal with yourself, I, literally, I've got some serious demons that attack me. When was it? The day before yesterday, I saw a movie called Three Strangers. I don't know if you've watched it. Um, um, and it's on Netflix. You know, it's basically about these three Jewish boys that were raised. They were, they were born and then they were taken out of their, um, into different families. And they, they discovered themselves um, like 19 and 20. Mm. And this was an experiment that people were running. You know, and 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 for me, being born in such kind of a circumstance, it hit me hard. Right. But I have dealt with myself. 
I've dealt with me being abandoned. I'm okay with it. Mm. I have dealt with um, um, everything else that comes with that, and I've dealt with it. It's in a shelf. If it comes up, I know how to manage it. And I've also demonstrated that to my wife. So when these things come up, like I, I can get emotional at that time, and I'm like, flip, I, for you, your dad is, is late. Mine is still alive. I know where he is. I'm, I can like, can I just call him and give him a bit of cut? You know? Mm. And my wife will be like, what for? You don't need that. Just bad mm. vibes. You know? She's going to hold me. She's going to give me a little bit of love. And she knows how to manage me. And boom, we're out of it. Mm, mm, mm. Right. So, so getting married whilst you're knowing who you are is important. But again, this is what life does. You think you know yourself. Yeah. But you don't have a business that has 200 talents. You don't have a business with 350 students. Yeah. You become a different person. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that can change you, right? Right. So, so the foundation needs to be there. Then you get married to someone else, and then you start building together as you go along. So, yeah. So that's, uh, that's some good marriage advice there, guys. So for those of you, um, we've, this is a bit of counseling for some of you coming here from Mr. M5 Property Addicts. Uh, Abigail, how are you? So, so TJ, tell us what, what that first property was. Thousand Rand, first property, what type of property was it? And how did you finance it with a thousand rand? So, so, so we can give some, 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 some advice, some education as well. Yeah. So, so I, I'm gonna nail it in 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 around about five minutes or so. It's a deal. I sp I speak about this deal all the times. Um, and basically, I had a coach at the time. You know, Andrew was my coach, and I was looking for deals. Deal number sixty-three popped. And I did my numbers and I sent to him and he said, this looks like a good deal. And I was like, yeah, I know. Um, and I only said I know because obviously I've been grinding. It's 63. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of like have an understanding of what he's looking from me. Right. And I think I found it now. Uh, it's a two-bed one, but in Kempton Park, in a small street, um, not far away from town. Um, I'm forgetting the name, the street's name, but it's a two-bed one, but. And basically, I see the evaluation on that property, um, and um, the evaluation of all the two beds, one, but is sitting on around about 400, 450. Yeah, I saw um, it two-bed, two one, but. Yeah, and... And then the first thing that came up was that I had negotiated this to around about 160,000. It was on the market for 390, right? So 160, I was like, okay, it's a good deal. And the estate agent, yeah, the estate agent forced me to have um, a deposit. I had no money at that time, like literally had no money. So I called Andrew and I said, Andrew, uh, how can we scheme this one? And he says to me, you don't have any money. And I'm like, I don't have any money. Nothing at that time, um, Andrew thought that I was joking. And I'm like, I don't have any money, like seriously, no money. And he says to me, okay, cool. Uh, let's give it a day or two. Um, send me the offer to purchase on, in terms of, you know, how you have crafted it. 
at that time, I was also being hungry in terms of listening to so many people, how to do an offer to purchase and things like that. So I had a shell of stuff that I, mm. I put in into the offer to purchase. So I put in like a 30 day, uh, 30 business day to look for funding. So I had a good, what, two months to look for, mm. for money on this thing. Um, and out of that, uh, after about a week, um, Andrew just said, look, look for money from everywhere. So I started knocking doors from people in my workplace and everything else. And the estate agent is pressing to say, you need to put in a, a deposit. How much so, is the deposit? So, so, so Andrew said to me, okay, how much, do, how much are they saying that uh, you need to put in a deposit? I said, no, they're not saying any amount. So mm -hmm. Andrew says, so how much money can you come up with in the next 30 days? And I said, I've got about a thousand rand that I can spare off from my salary. My salary is coming in in 15, in 15 days. So he says, okay, fine. So put in a thousand rand. So I put in a thousand rand on the offer to purchase and boom, it was accepted. Ha. Huh. Yeah. So with that now, um, so the deal goes through. Now it's binding. Now I need to find the 159. <laughs> Exciting, eh? <laughs> it is. No, 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 not exciting. <laughs> it's exciting now. Yeah. Then it's scary. Um, and I looked around, I looked around, no one, I couldn't find anyone. Why couldn't I find anyone, Leroy? It's because I had no system at the time. I was just randomly asking people. Um, at the time, there was a, some form of a group of, uh, that was on Facebook. Uh, Andrew said to me, post on the group, you know, put a flyer or something like that. I tried everything. No money was coming through. Three weeks came in, right? I'm now having sleepless nights. And I'm thinking, but I've done everything that I can and the deal has come. And my everyone in the property space always say that when the deal is good, the money will come. Now where's the money coming from? So yeah. you're doubting yourself now, right? Eventually... So you're doubting yourself. No, no, no. Say that again before that. If the deal is good enough, the money will come. Right? That's a difficult to, to accept that in the beginning, eh? And <laughs> it took me, me that as well. It took me, it took me years. I think you actually got that before me. That if the deal is good enough. Now, guys, I would actually write that down if I was you. That's a that's a powerful tip they gave us. If the deal is good enough the money will come. It always comes the last hour, but it, <laughs> but it, it comes, it comes. So, 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 so write that down. And, and that's faith, eh? that, that grows your faith. Because you're going into something without having the money for it. Yeah, and, and, and you speak of faith, right? And it also comes back to what you believe in. Um, so if, if, if you're a strong believer and, and you've been praying about this and things like that, you, you, you start believing that it's, it is coming, you know, mm -hmm. but again, you doubt yourself because you're just as good as anyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so anyways, so, uh, three weeks into the, into this thing, a weekend in, weekend out, I've stopped now looking for deals. Now I'm just looking for money. Yeah. And, and that's a bad position. When I met Reta, um, my business partner, she had more money. 
So she had more people that had money, right? But she had no deals. Mm. And, and I had more deals, but I had no people with money. So when we met, it was like magic. We started doing more stuff together, but then we focused a little bit more on the money, so the deals shrunk. Then mm. we started focusing on the deals more and what happened to the money. The money <laughs> shrunk. <laughs> and, and now you guys are down to how many deals now? You've got oh, the first bruh. one. Um, how many deals? I, I've stopped counting deals now. I, I'm just like counting the doors of, of tenants. Tenants. That one, um, yeah, I can count tenants very well because um, uh, Bevan, who's my property manager, is the one who keeps us honest there. Yeah. And and uh, the number of beds, because we know exactly on the inventory how many beds we have. Mm-hmm. So so we 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 run about two hundred and thirteen tenants in different buildings across. Um, and by the time the first semester is kicking in now, uh, we should be hitting around about three four hundred beds. Um, I'm just closing a few deals out in the porch. Nice one. Um, that's, that's powerful. Yeah, but but the porch story now is, is is an amazing story of the Nando scenario. But TJ, before you go, before before the porch now. So now you did yeah. the property for hundred and fifty thousand. You found the money. You closed the deal. A rental probably for between four and five thousand rent in Kempton Park. Um, yeah. Right, you get you get your tenants in. You're making a cash flow of let's say a thousand around. Not very exciting, eh? But it's your first deal. You probably oh no, it's a, it's extremely exciting for me because that thousand rand was money that I never I didn't have. And and by the way, in my, in week number three, Andrew introduced me to one of his students. Yeah, and this guy comes in, elderly guy in his seventies, engineer by profession, and he says. Let's meet. First time I meet him up at a at a wimpy, and he's not even talking about the deal. He's just talking general stuff, and I'm eager. I want to show him stuff. I'm like, here's the deal, and he says he's running out of time. He has to go. And I'm like, what kind of a person is this? He comes here. We want to talk about the deal, and he's just asking about stupid stuff. Like we mm. don't even talk about the deal. But what's wrong with this guy? And I call Andrew. I'm like, Andrew, I don't think this guy is money. Yeah. Like, I don't understand him. He, like, he, we never even spoke about it. So surprise, surprise, he gives me a call and then he sets up a second appointment, but this time at the property, right? But this is like four days apart. So I am thinking I've got a bite, but the bite is gone mm. in my mind. And basically what this guy was doing was sussing me out. He was trying to see whether can I work with this guy? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it. He was after the relationship. I was after the transaction. Mm. That's mm. a dangerous position to be in, in property because when you meet a transactional person and you are after the relationship, even if that person has millions, that the relationship is not going to work because they're not after the relationship. Mm. It's the transaction that they are after. So they're going to do everything at whatever that they want to do to save the deal or to be in the deal so they don't care about the relationship yeah so for me i'm relationship based 
Mm-hmm. I am looking for people that I can jump into a relationship with. We can build like all my partners, my investors. I know them by name. I know who they are. I know, I know who they're married to. Mm-hmm. I know if they got kids, I know who their kids are. Right? We're building something greater than just buying properties. Properties is just a vehicle of what we're trying to build. Now, TJ, I've still got so many questions for you. I don't think we're gonna to get to all of them. Let me let's jump to now you've 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 done the small deal. How did you jump from the small deal to the big buildings? It was by fluke, actually. So I just continued looking for deals. Um, and deals continued coming, closing, deals continued coming. And I stumbled upon uh, almost like a mixed-use property. Um, and out of that, we bought it. And I tested commercial leasing at that time. Um, and literally, I went on to TPN and like it was a Saturday afternoon, Rita and I, uh, we talking, uh, we call Saturday our board meeting, me and her, because uh, we, we literally spend like around about 10 o'clock to three o'clock just talking on the phone. And and out of that, we downloaded TPN. Mm. And we realized that the rules of engagement, tenants, tenant engagement, are totally different from a residential and a tenant. So we fell in love with it. We're like, mm. You're giving someone a box. You don't pay rates and taxes. You, 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 you like, and they pay you. So, like, no, this is what we should be doing. And from there on, you know, when you're doing stuff, you start finding a sweet spot. Mm. And at that time, for me, I found my sweet spot, and my sweet spot is mixed-use buildings. Um, mixed-use. Yeah, and which is a different sweet spot for Reta. So Reta is a student accommodation. That's a sweet spot. She, Reta is a nature. She's a mom, and she likes to do amazing things, like with kids. That is, you know. Um. So there's a there's a birthday in the in the house. She wants to throw a party for that kid. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> um. She brings. I would, I would rather never ever see them and not know them. Um, you, so yeah, but that's just being different, right? Um, just the day before yesterday, she brought in Planet Fitness in one of the buildings um, to do exercises for the kids. You know that that's rare for you. I, I, I'm not. I'm not like that. But that's they your they your customers, eh? I'm I'm also not like that. I'm I'm not like I'm personally. I would not want to know anyone or see them ever. And they not know me. Um. <laughs> it's, it's different. It's yeah. different for different people. Um, yeah. And Reta gets excited, gets the energy from being around people, mm-hmm. right? Where is I'm I'm the opposite. I'm like I want to be with people for like a tenth of my time in the day. I get the energy and I pour out value, but I want to go away. Yeah. And when I go away, my juices start coming. You know? Um, yeah. So so let's let's go to guys. Do you guys have any questions? Um, let's go to what's the biggest mistake you've made in your journey? Oh, plenty, bro. What's the um, give me one the one the one that you can think for the, the give us the big one the, the the massive one. Not to scare not to scare anyone away, guys. It's good to to know that things what what mistakes was. Because you are going to make mistakes. And... <laughs> yeah, so so disclaimer out there, um, 
embrace mistakes. Um, if you don't embrace mistakes, you're not going to grow. So mistakes is part of the game. Um, there is no child who's ever started walking without falling. So the more they fall, the more they know how to walk. And that, that's, for me, that's, that's, that's what I take it as. So my biggest mistake is <clears throat> not being able to identify. And I, I want to speak to the transaction on the relationship part. Um, not being able to understand the difference in people, on people who are looking for relationships and people who are looking for transactions. And when I say that, uh, I've lost some business partners that we could have gone on a longer journey at a faster speed than where I am today. Mm. But we didn't understand it at that time. So I was in my learning cave, I'm still in, um, I'm a student for life. And I didn't see that these people were looking for a relationship. Mm. So we got into a, into a deal. So for instance, one of my partners, uh, whom I'm parting ways with, and basically he was looking for a relationship. In hindsight, he, he's got no family in South Africa, just him. Mm. He's got good money, he worked, he was like, so he opened up the bank to me at a point. And I was transactional. I was doing the deals, we would report to him when he asks, I would report to him, um, uh, there was no format, so this month it looks like this, the other month it looks like that. So. I'm learning in the business. This is like almost like three, four years ago. And, and you go frustrated. From being frustrated, you said, you know what, TJ, I'm gonna do a few deals, but I'm gonna call it quits. Mm. And, and last year, he then came by and then he says, I'm going out of the country. And I, just, I was going to keep my money here and grow it but I'm going, I, I just want to take all my money out. In conversations with him, I then realized that there are people that are relationship-based and there are people that are transactional. And I started searching in me on who am I mm. in terms of the business. And I discovered I'm a relationship person. Mm. And I also discovered that but I am not pouring the relationship to the people, which mm. is my partners. So I took some time out, um, almost in 2018, the end of 2018, and we're literally putting structures in our business. Who is responsible for nurturing relationships with our investor partners? Mm. We started doing stuff like going out to dinners with our investor partners. We started talking about spending family days with our partners. We started talking about no matter whether the reports are done or not, on the 15th of each month, standard reports needs to go out. What does a standard report look like? It needs to look like one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. And with that, our communication levels shot up. Mm. That's number one. They know exactly what is happening in their businesses. Yeah. Number two, they know who to get hold of. It's not everyone in the entire business. They have one person to contact. Mm. 
And that one person is me. And for that reason, I now need to understand everything in my business. Because I need to be in the front talking to my investor partners. This is how it's going. Um, it's going like this. We started introducing show and tell. Some, some people have come to our show and tell. All of that is to manage relationships. Which is bigger than... So our relationships have opened up many a doors for us. So for instance, one of our investor partners from 2017, um, he invests with us. Um, his wife got retrenched after she's been working for 20 years or so for a company. Her entire pension is with us. Yeah. Um, the mother, she's from Peter Retief. She's, ret she's retiring now. She's bringing in her money, the entire retirement money is coming into our fund. And that all started off from relationships. <clears throat> so, so people are not that. after the transaction. It's relationships. That's good advice, eh? That's good advice. Yeah. That's, that's powerful advice. So transactional people, relationship people. People after the relationship, not... And if you're transactional, sometimes you might come across maybe too, too forceful, too desperate. Yeah. Eh? And yeah. I know I've done, I've done that. I've made the mistakes as well. You come, this is what you came for. This is what we're going to do. This is this, 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 this. But this yeah. is what we need. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes, yeah, you lose the person in that. So, so that, that's great advice there, guys. Yeah. TJ. But here's, here's the power, Leroy. Yeah. When you're in a solid relationship, right, stuff can go wrong but it's easy to forgive mm. or it's easy to look past it mm. because you are in a relationship. When you are transactional, when stuff goes wrong, you're going to find someone to blame. You're going to mm. want your money out. You're going to say, what does the contract say? And yeah. you pull all of the guns all the way to the lawyers and things like that. But basically, what am I saying here? When the relationship is new, you need to find the balance of the transaction and the relationship because the relationship is new. I've, I've got business partners that have opened up other opportunities that I didn't know of or think of. But because they're seeing the potential, uh, this bra can do this, oh, this bra is sharp. Let me connect him to that other bra who's also sharp. But I still want to be in the business there and I basically know the wife, the kids, and the conversation is about, I'm doing this for my kids. So when I am doing that business, my conscience is very clear. It's not for me. Mm. It's John and Betty's kids and my kids. Yeah. So my level of execution is totally different mm. from the transaction. Mm. Powerful. Powerful advice there. So TJ, um, we've got a question here, but I think I'm going to cover that with, um, this guy says, uh, the, uh, he's thinking of development opportunities in where to Gauteng townships, specifically looking at two bed apartment buildings. Um, I'm planning about building 20 units or two bedroom apartments. How do you, how do you determine what's a good deal? Let's, let's maybe take a building. Let's take a building for Tabiso's sake. You come to yeah. Soweto, uh, 20 units, 
you get the call, sourcing agent, estate agent, whichever way you get it, and you show up. How do you determine whether you're going to do this deal or not do this deal? Where do you start? Pulling up in your car, you and Rieta, um, what's the process you go through to give it a tick or to give it a cross? Sure. Well, the team has grown now. Um, it's just not me and Reta anymore. Uh, I've got Hubert who looks after all of our developments. Um, he's been doing developments for 15 plus years. Mm -hmm. um, so <clears throat> there's this thing that they call the power team. Uh, and the power team is just basically people that you work with. I have taken it in a level higher. Um, I've got what I call the core team. Uh, so yeah. my core team is my business partners, people that I do business with. So I've got an attorney who's my core partner. I've got yeah. a, a developer who's my core partner. Um, and I've got a, a fund manager who's my core partner. I've got a finance person who's my core partner and that's better. And, and these people play a, a specific role in any deal, right? And it doesn't mean that if you don't have those people as partners, you can't do deals. You can yeah. hire them and high and fire and things like that. So I get into my car, I go and see it. But before I even go and see any property, I like to pull reports, right? Yeah. Um, and I pull my report, TPN, an investor's report. There's a, property, uh, there's a report that's called an investor report. And basically, I'm doing what's called a desktop research, okay? Yeah. Um, and I look at what's happening in the area. Uh, I look at um, uh, income brackets in the area. Where do, you get this report, where do you get these reports from? tpn.co.za. Okay. Put that in there. Right. And out of that, that report, it's, it's about, it's not even 50 rand, maybe about 20, 30 rand. Investor report, right? Yeah, investor report. Um, with that, it gives me a good indication whether it's a neighborhood that I want to invest in, right? So if it's your first time, I suggest that, you know, do this in an area where you understand. Because if you're doing this in an area that is foreign to you, uh, even if you get the TPN reports, most of the stuff is going to be foreign to you anyway, right? Yeah. Because you just don't know what you don't know. So having said that, I want then to understand that report. When I do that report, I will then ask the address. Uh, I'm going to get there maybe about 30 minutes before um, I'm going to drive maybe about in the five, 10 streets going that way, going that way, just to get a feel of the, the area. I really like doing that. And then I park. When I park, I also want to walk the streets. Um, that's my favorite one. And I like to speak to the mamas on the corner, what's happening. You get a lot of insights from those people. Um, and then thereafter, maybe the estate agent is there. You might not be able to do what I've just said in the beginning, but you can do it later, right? Mm -hmm. After the ESET agent is gone. Because remember, the ESET agent is showing you what they are seeing. I want to be able to see what I want to see. Where is the opportunity for myself? And with that, I then look at the opportunity, right? In terms of if it's a development like Tabiso's one, very rarely are you going to see in Soweto a, a place that is zoned race four or three. And Tabiso, if you don't know what race three and four is, go on to my channel, YouTube channel, and look for town planning videos. And there's a brow of mine called Dumisani. He talks a lot about uh, 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 zoning. Is it the M5 Property Addicts or the Two Right Jack channel? Which one is it? No, it's the M5 Property Addicts. 
Right. We'll put it. We'll put so, it in the comment section afterwards, guys. Awesome stuff. Now, now with that, you, number one, you now need a guy like Dumisani to check whether that property that you're looking at, the zoning is correct for what you are seeing, for what you are wanting to do, a development. Then for me, I'm going to bring in Hubert. Hubert is my development guy, right? And he has done development, so there's lots of things that he's going to see that I might not see. And when I bring him across, I want Dumisani to be also the town planner. Yeah. And the two of them will then speak because when the zoning uh, takes place, the town planner can tell you how high can you go. So what's the densification? And together with the uh, the developer, that that language it changes or breaks the deal between those two people. Now with that, you bet. Then my developer then goes in to take that information and takes it in into a spreadsheet. And we start working to see the cost of developing. Mm. And from the cost of developing, are we making profit or not? How much can we offer? At that time, for me, if it is zoned correctly, I will put in an offer. It's a good deal for me to go. Because I can literally start submit my plans and then I can go and build in less than a month. But if it is maybe... The development is not even zoned correctly, but I have another property down the road which is zoned. I'm gonna go for that one and I'm gonna leave this yeah, one. The zoning takes long. Takes long. Yes. Takes, but it doesn't expensive. mean that it, it doesn't mean that it can be done. It can be done. But I'm just I'm just now looking at you're looking at multiple opportunities that you have, and that's the beauty of it. If you have more opportunities that you're looking into, you can start hand pick. And from hand picking, you can now be able to say that I'll do the one that you looked at today. Maybe it's not ripe today, but it could be ripe in two months' time. Yeah. So you can come back to it in two months' time and execute it. So for me, I, um, it's about the area, Leroy. Am I comfortable in that area? That's number one. Number number two. Am I comfortable to grow into that area? Because I don't, I, I don't like to be like my father, just planting kids all over the show and not look after them. I'm not like that. So I want to be able to have a property in an area, but I also want to set up office in that area. So I want to have a, a, like an estate agent who's going to work within our office. I want to have a collections person who works in that office in that area. I want mm -hmm. that business to function outside me. Mm, right mm. now i can't do that with a with one property so i never go into an area and i look for one property only i have the big picture in mind can i grow in this area and if the answer is yes i'm going to do that property so which means that i'm comfortable with the area which means that i've got a bigger picture for the area and mm. in the background Everything else that I'm doing in Empire Property Addicts can come in and plug into that. So Bevan, who's my property manager, now comes in with his estate agent, and that person works directly under him, right? Yeah. And the finance part of it, Reta needs to look at it from one aspect. The money is there. Yes, it's there. Where are we going to get it? Boom, it's there. Hubert now needs to come in to do the, the development. When he's done, he hands over to Bevan, and thereafter, I sit on the sideline and I see the project just running. Mm. 
And that's so, how I do it. Well, thanks. I think I think Tabiso, I think that answers um, your questions there. But as I said, with developments, maybe depends on Tabiso. What have you done also? Do you have a team? Do you do you remember with the development comes fire? Um, it's it's a lot of things that come in that can that can that that you might not you might not know if you haven't done one or two or three of them or you don't have a team that is experienced. I think your team is important there, Tabiso, whatever um, for their development. You're My recommendation, Leroy, to Tabiso, is that if he's never done a flip or normal renovation, two bed, one bath, uh, start there first. Mm. Uh, because it's good to make one toilet mistake on a two bed, one bath, because it's just two, two, two toilets or one toilet. Maybe. Yeah. That's 300 rand. When you've got a development and you miss to include a toilet, that's mm. 300 times 20. It's an expensive exercise. So learn the skills on something. I'm always saying to people, um, um, what you need to do is start small, but mm. learn fast and grow fast. Yeah. Right, so why am I saying start small? When you're starting small, you're learning the foundation. And the more you're going to learn because you've got a foundation, it becomes easier to scale because your foundation is there. Mm -hmm. But when you've got no foundation, it's difficult to scale and you don't know how to scale as well and you can't see your loopholes. You start making, losing money. Yeah, no, that's true. So Tabiso, if you, if you have done a few, and then I'll put the reports in there, check the investor reports. So TJ, so what's next for TJ? What's what's next in the next few years, next five years? Uh, are you taking over South Africa porch? Then it's um, <laughs> then what are we the running? Are we running for president? Then uh, president, then going overseas and going to the UN and what what what's next? Yeah, so so what's next for me is. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like talking five years. Um, I like to talk about two to three years um, because I can see it, I can define it, I can touch it. And it's things that you and I can, can quickly go and touch. Um, five years, I think we lose a lot of people. So number one, we've just bought, or should I say, we've just now created a section 12J fund and within that fund, it allows me to scale, right? So that's number one. Uh, and it allows me to scale within the right confinement of investments. So we are FSB registered and people who invest in a 12J, uh, in a section 12J. What's so 12J first? I think we, we're gonna have thousand people listening to this afterwards and... Okay. So Section 12J, basically what it is, it's a government-initiated fund. So you've got different investments uh, structures that are out there, and one of them is a Section 12J. So it was initiated by Titomboweni, uh, or not Titomboweni, but, but by the Minister of Finance back then. And it works within the SARS uh, framework. And basically what it is, is that if you invest in a Section 12J, SARS then gives you up to, we all know that personal, personal income tax is, is taxed up to 45%, right? Yeah. 
So you get that back. So for an example, you invest 100,000 into my fund, into a section 12J, and it's not, it's not M5 fund alone, it's a section 12J. So there's many section 12Js out there. So what basically happens, Leroy comes in, he invests um, 100,000, um, and out of that, when you do your tax returns, just like you are going to submit your, your, um, your medical uh, aids and all of those things you submit, isn't it? Yeah. You also need to submit for the Section 12J. So we give you what's called a tax certificate and you also get a share, uh, a share certificate. You submit that. If your tax bracket is 45%, you get 45,000 rand coming from SAS. Sure. Yeah, and that's for me that invested. Yeah. So I give you a hundred thousand. I submitted to Sal. Sal gives me forty-five thousand back. And then you go, you buy the building with a hundred thousand. And then what happens to that with the building? What what do I have ownership? What do I do? Do I get a return on the on the hundred thousand? So you get a return. You get a return, which is the dividends, and we we pay out quarterly. Uh, and over and above that, the appreciation of the of the building. So you still own the part of the building. Mm. Um, and basically what it is, the, when you get your share certificate, um, your share certificate then defines, you know, which building it is, where, where was it bought. So you actually own part of that. Um, mm. And you can sell your shares if you want a little bit later, in, but it has to be within five years. Yeah. So we look, the, a section 12J will lock you for five years. But if there's desperate moments, you know, you really want to get your money out, um, there's other ways, but from a SARS perspective, they dictate that it has to be five years, a five year investment. So with that 12J, section 12J, I'm doing two things there. Um, the first one is student accommodation. So we've got, we're going to scale student accommodation, but I'm also cautious around um, student accommodation. Uh, is plenty of us who might have seen uh, the Minister of um, uh, Education the other day, they cut some of the, um, uh, some of the grants. Yeah, or say some of the bursaries that they give, they're mm. giving out to the universities. I think it was for education and something else. So which means yeah. that to me, if I look at it in a five-year plan, NASFAS, my I'm not be banking it. all my eggs on it, mm. right? So, so I'm not going all out on student accommodation, but whilst the opportunity is there, we're going to dig into it and we're going to make money. And all the properties that we are buying and all the properties that we have, they have a normal exit. So what can they become if student accommodation goes bust for whatever reason? Mm. But remember, students are always going to be there. If it's not NASFAS, because you're looking for a higher yield in NASFAS, then you, you can still bank a little bit more money with the, with the private students. There is still good money there. So it's still a good opportunity to invest in student accommodation. The other thing that we're going to be doing with the fund, uh, Leroy, this might excite you a little bit. Uh, I know that it might take you a few minutes to get the word name. Uh, it's called aquaponics. Um, Aquaponics. Aqu aqu yeah, aquaponics is, is a, dip, it's a like farming a, like type. Eh? Aquaponics, so it sounds like, like, like 
it sounds aquaponics. It sounds like a tree back when we were still partying um, a few years ago. Aquaponics, something that you roll and you smoke. Exactly. Um, ah. eh? So it's actually a type of farming. So aquaponics is farming, and you farm yeah. fish, and you farm um, everyday vegetables, so to speak. Uh, so okay. these green greenhouses that we put together. And on one side, you put um, uh, tanks of fish and you put the fish in there and the fish pulls and wheeze and the water comes from there. Um, when fish pulls or pees, it's, it's full of nitrogen, right? Mm -hmm. And nitrogen, that's what uh, that one makes plants grow, right? So the tanks are there, the fishes pulls and pees and it comes from there, it goes into another tank and within that big tank, um, we are now able actually to plant um, things like um, lettuce, cucumber, everyday stuff that you see in your kitchen every day. So, what are you? Are you going to buy these farms and set them up? What are you going to do, teacher? So we've got we've got the land already. Um, so we are buying small pieces of land, and out of that, we put in the infrastructure um to allow aquaponics on it and we're going to farm the fish and the vegetables there and that's the food that you see in spa in your pick and pay um it's it's not organic um it's um it's a different level of if you've got kids that have allergies and things like that this type of food here is 100 percent nature Mm. So, so it, this is the cream delay of farming. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It. Yeah. I, I, farming, I nitrogen. <laughs> I think we've we've gone over an hour now. We're an hour twelve minutes. So I think that we need to get you on to explain that in detail. Aquaponics. I'll, I'll take you to the farm, Leroy. I'll take you to the farm. Take me to the farm. Let's let, and when we're at the farm, we'll do a live there so so you can explain it there. Where where is the farm? Um, so we've got one in uh, Midrand, um, and um, we're busy uh, planning the design. One in um, in Pretoria North. Um, that's about two hectares there. We still need to clear the land. Uh, the guys are still busy with the designs. Mm -hmm. uh, where's the fish? So the fish is quite delicate. Right. And a lot of people now are saying to me, but TJ, this is not really state. It is. How? This is not. It is. Yeah, it is real estate. You buy the real estate, you own the real estate, you own the land, and you do fishing on top of it, eh? You probably, need to, know what doing, eh? you probably need to get someone who knows what they're doing, eh? It's good. It's just as good as student accommodation. Is there money student in the accommodation is a, it's, it's a, a different business that you're putting on top, isn't it? But is it, are you going to make a lot of money in this? How, how, where do you, do you make the food, you sell it to your, your what, your spas? Or you sell it to the community. The community around there. You sell it to spa, you sell it to pick and pay. Uh, the demand of our farmers, there's more and more farmers living in the country. Mm, yeah. So at some point... Uh, go to Woolies, bra, and check where the uh, vegetables are coming from. 
going to pick and pay and check where the vegetables are coming from. Let me know when you come out of lockdown and you go to your to your to your aquaponics. It took me three weeks to figure out the name. <laughs> I'm like, joining you soon. But I think, TJ, we've been going for a while now. Thanks for joining us. Um, awesome we appreciate stuff. it. It was brilliant insight there. Guys, I hope you guys got something from it. I know I got a lot from this. Um, always learn something when you speak to TJ. He's always busy with new things, new ideas. Um, so... Maybe TJ, I think, where can we get a hold of you? What you can do is you're gonna WhatsApp me your contact details. We're gonna put in the comment section, but just where do we get your, you to M5 property addicts, you wanna follow you personally. Um, where can we get a hold of you? Everything, everything of mine is M5 property addicts. Okay. M5 uh, property addicts, Facebook, Twitter. Everywhere. Website. Everywhere. Instagram, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everywhere nice, yeah. we are Empire Property Addicts. Um, so, um, so Empire Property Addicts is obviously the holding company, and out of that we've got Empire Property Varsity, um, which is the school that we teach other people. Um, and out of that is Frost Peak, which is the property rental business that we do. And um, next is uh, Xterra, which is the construction arm of the of the business. Uh, so each 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 stream, each department uh, in my world is, a, is its own business that functions on its own, and it's got its own balance sheet. It needs to be profitable in its own, and that's how I'm growing the business. And our student accommodation is managed in a separate business that's called My Student House. Um, and my student house again on website, on social medias, and things like that. So I'm just growing a business, man. That's what I'm doing. No, but well done, brother. Well done on your success. You inspire us. Thanks, brother. To follow in your footsteps, um, guys. So if you want to know more about property, M5 Property Addicts, if you want to invest with them, if you want to learn from them, um, yeah. the education side as well. So we are going to put the details in the comment section for you. TJ is going to send it to us and then I'll put it in there and then you can contact him and you can go learn from them, invest with them and maybe even farm with them if you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's other people that want to. Um, so I'm expanding into different towns. So if people feel that they property is for them and they want to run under the banner of M5 Property Addicts. I, I have just, we just started advertising that anyone can become a partner in M5 Property Addicts. Um, you, you can literally open up your shop wherever you are, in Palabora, in, in wherever. And we give you, it's, it's just like a franchise model. We give you yeah. the tools on how to do it and we back you up and you run your business wherever you are. Awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. You remember when you when are you coming out of lockdown? Not lockdown. <laughs> we are out of lockdown. Yeah, so I'm I should be out this coming Saturday. I'm coming out on a Saturday, so it's going to be a party, yo. Party. My house. Yeah. So what we yeah. do is when he when he goes to the aquaponics farm, we'll go there, we'll do a video. Um we'll post it 
Um, we'll do our 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 show there on the aquaponics. It's interesting. It's always good to learn new things, expand your mind, expand your thinking, um, and 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 find out new things that's happening out there. What I'm going to do, uh, seeing that we're talking about it, I actually shot a video whilst I was at the farm um, with the brainchild of aquaponics. His name is Justin Hess. Uh, I'm partnering up with him, uh, so he understands me better. So I did a video with him and it's on our um, uh, YouTube page, but I'm going to extract the link and send it to you. Do that. But it doesn't take away our trip still. We'll still yeah, no, I definitely, I'm curious. I want to see it. Yeah, for sure. It, it's a different thing. For me, it's it's something that's that can create jobs for, for our young sisters and brothers. Mm. It's an easy... How big of the land do you need to do it on? I bought a one hectare. That's big. Too big. I've got, I've got, we've got about 10,000 squares in KZN. Um, which That's we don't know. We, we, can, we, we can make it work, bro. Because, which we don't know what to do. We, we bought you know, those was in the beginning, one of those emotional buys where the rates are just going up, the land is vacant. So we need to finally find something to do with that land. Um, I, let me send let me send you the link and uh we'll go to the farm and uh you will you'll see it your mind will be blown away um and out of that the team can design what works for you but what's very important is obviously having markets before you start yeah yeah you know it's just like property Gotta have tenants before you start seeing yeah, what you are yeah, going yeah. to do by too late. Okay. Awesome. Well, it's been great Jeez. chatting with you, brother. Let me dash. Thanks so much, Ethel. We appreciate it. Once again, we're gonna to get to the farm. So, ladies and gentlemen, conversations with entrepreneurs that inspire and experts to admire. To right, Jack. We're gonna put his details in to follow him. Next week we have Ombiza. Do you know who Ombiza is TJ? No, sir. Visa is a, is, a, is a guy from Aldo's, colored guy. Right. He started doing in the community and he has a yeah. huge following. All the colored communities in South Africa is following him. He yeah. went from just like an influencer, like a, a guy talking about what's happening in South Africa in the community and he, and he got a huge following. Yeah. And now he's going into politics, which is, which is, which is interesting, uh, interesting story. So wow. we're getting him on next week. We're going to talk about how he went from just doing the videos to having hundreds of thousands of people following him all around South Africa. And now he's going into communities, changing communities. And he says yeah. he's going to be the mayor of Joburg. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So so he, he works closely with Gated McKenzie and them and Kenny Kunen and them. So we're getting him on next week. I'm excited and interested to see what he did and how he who is following that big and what's yeah. what's what they busy with so on biza guys next week same time same place live all the best awesome this is going to go on to YouTube. follow my youtube channel Levi slava and once again thanks tj we appreciate it we love you all the best we'll do one at the farm soon all right stay well cheers uh, Leroy. bye-bye and thanks guys cheers bye-bye